Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Today, we pick up where we left off by talking about dynamic ads with Sam Crowther of A Million Ads. I wanted to introduce this episode with the audio of A Million Ads' explainer video. It should give you a good idea as to where we'll be going and what we'll be discussing. Hi, listen, I want to tell you a quick story. It's about you and me. Actually, it's about everybody, about what makes us human. Making sense of the world is hard. There's so much, too much information to take in. So we've learned a neat trick. We've learned to filter everything and prioritize what's important, subconsciously selecting what deserves our precious conscious attention or not. You see, birdsong relaxes us because birds don't sing when a predator's close. It's a legacy of our evolution. Subconscious conditioning also means you're more likely to buy French wine over German when French music is playing, and vice versa. Brands understand the emotional connections they establish become shortcuts in decision-making. However, in a busy, noisy, modern world where everyone is trying to grab your attention, it's best to communicate in a way the brain has evolved to prioritize it. Personally. A personal connection to the world is what makes me, Sam, and you, you. We instinctively use relevant emotional information in every conversation we've ever had. It's storytelling. But I did promise you a quick story, so I'll get to the point. We deliver dynamic creative and personalization for digital audio. We take information about who you are, where you are, when it is, what you're doing, listening to, interested in, the device you're using, what the weather's like, data from almost anywhere to create and deliver a more relevant, personal message that has greater standout, higher recall, and better engagement. We help brands communicate the way humans do instinctively, talking in a way that makes people feel like they're one in a million, not just one of a million. We are a million ads. It's the role of, of, of an advertising uh, person. When, when you do an explainer video, quite often people fall into the trap of, of, of explaining what you do. And, and, and people don't really care, actually, really, what you do. But they do care why it's important. Um, and so the great thing about storytelling is, is storytelling is about the why. It's why someone went somewhere, why they saved the, uh, you know, why they became a hero or whatever it is. And and it's it's the emotional side. So so when I wrote that, I you know um, when Steve and I were discussing it, I was saying we we need to focus on this, the real reason why personalization. We don't have to show the product. The product does what it does. It's very very clever and it's always evolving. So the moment you show the actual technical product, which is a very clever bit of tech, but it's always evolving, you know you date it. Whereas this is almost timeless. And it's like I hear that now, and I wrote it five six years ago. And it's still relevant. And that's the point, um, because it will be as long as, you know, humanity is around, it'll be relevant in some ways. And what I liked about that, what you did was somewhere towards the the tail end of the last half, you said your name and it, it brings you back. Like uh, you were talking about um, the cocktail party effect. It it like it, I mean, I was paying attention, but it, it's it drew me in a little bit deeper when I heard your name because I was like, oh, Sam, that's who I'm talking to right now. Uh, so it it's very relevant. It's very good. I think our second year or third year, we did a we did a Christmas version of that and we recorded 
um, our clients' first names. So we said, mm. hi, Gina, I want to tell you a quick story. It's about you, <laughs> you know, and, and so we actually sent people this, that, that their own personal version of it when we were uh, evolving the product from just being a purely audio product into a video product as well. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's ultimately what we all want is we're not interested in being sold to anymore, but we want to be related to and we want to relate to those companies and those products and brands that we experience every day. Um, all of my research is showing that people are looking for um, connection. They want to believe in a brand uh, and they want a more immersive experience. And I mean, to me, that's, that's sensory marketing. They want a sensorial perspective. If you, if you can't get more human than using the senses. I'll, I'll play you another example, actually. So this is one um, that we did for Bose. Now, Bose have their noise cancelling in-ear um, headphones, uh, quiet comfort, they're called. And, um, and so it's an, it's an obvious fit for digital audio and dynamic audio, but um, I'll, I'll play it and then I'll talk through exactly what happens. We love you, New York City, even in this rain. Bin trucks on morning rounds, market stalls and commuter trains. But sometimes we just need some quiet so you can feel every note beat and drop. Feel closer to the music with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, the world's most effective noise-canceling earbuds. Using acclaimed Bose audio technology, feel it all. So, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant fit for, for digital audio. And, but the thing is, it's very simple because we love, I mean, if you, if you live in London or you live in New York, everywhere you live has its own noises and, and, that, and we love that. That's fine. But then there's mm -hmm. some time you just want to shut it all out and enjoy the music you're listening to. And so it's a simple story, but it's just beautifully told with a little bit of data but the music, we actually had dynamic music beds so we could fit the genre. So if you're listening to an indie uh, track, we have a different set of, of, of music beds. Um, and, and, and that idea that the music that you love should be reflected in what you hear is, is certainly the future of sort of sonic branding, I think, as well. I doubt you do this, but this would be amazing. Um, so when I'm listening, like if I'm researching or I'm studying or something, I listen to classical music. So I'm listening to Mozart or Beethoven or something. And these are all live recordings. They're not heavily compressed like all of the other music on Spotify and Pandora. And um, I'm listening to it. And then all of a sudden an ad pops in and I've got the volume up because it's classical music. And then I get, it doesn't matter what the ad is. It's like, oh my gosh, headphones off. Like it's too much. Um, <laughs> I wonder if there's a way that you could actually uh, record. Oh, they're listening to a live recording. It's, they're going to have the volume way up. Maybe we mix this. I don't know. Mix this differently. Yeah. I mean, it's all possible. I think it's certainly something that, that you, if you look at some of the patents that people like Spotify and Pandora ha have, and they're looking at, then the, the, the um, the relationship between uh, music and mood and then being able to reflect that and pass that as information to advertisers makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, and we, we can change the creative based on that. But at the moment, it's, it's a little bit rudimental and it's, it, it's, it'll be to do with the playlist that being listened to so we can make some assumptions about the genre and stuff. But things like the tempo of the actual track that precedes the ad, there is, there is potential for that to be passed and we can then make a creative decision where we've got a whole stack of beds uh, behind an ad and then we exactly match the tempo 
um, to the track that you would just previously serve. So it goes seamlessly from one, from one to the other. Do you have any other ideas of how dynamic ads could be used more effectively or any examples of like something that blew your mind? When I was thinking about this, we've got lots of kind of innovative kind of approaches that we've been talking about. Um, we mentioned 3D audio. We can apply 3D audio. We can do, uh, you know, binaural sort of stuff. Voice enabled. I know that you've had other um, conversations about ads that you can talk to. Again, another thing that we're, we're testing at the moment. Um uh, but the one I want to play is actually something that um, I think has what we call in the UK lots of legs, <laughs> which is a kind of weird phrase. But it, I, I think it's got a real place. And, and it's to do with um, podcasts because I love podcasts like you. Uh, we're on a po- in a podcast, so it makes a lot of sense to talk about it. <laughs> but the one thing with podcasts um, uh, is the, the long tail to commercialize the long tail. And, um, you know, host reads are so powerful and understandably because you have a host that that talks about a brand and and you have that uh resonance between the product that and trust. the host yeah and the trust and all of that sort of stuff but one of the one of the areas we've been um testing uh, uh, and uh, sort of trialing is something called which I've called um dynamic host contribution and what this means mm. is rather than having a host read an entire um uh, host read ad they might have to write themselves and what have you 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 actually insert um, a contribution so you ask them a question or something that's all you ask them to do about the brand or what have you and then that can be dynamically inserted into the ad that you might be serving before the host contribution comes in and and so the example i've loaded in is actually that under armor ad that we heard earlier so i'll hit mm-hmm. i'll pl- hit play on this version and you'll hear a host contribution example of what we think it could it could be like under armor ask what type of person are you the type lying in bed thinking of running or starting a week right and already 2k in the type that sees it's minus three out thinks forget it or it's snowing too bring it on Hold up, hold up. We're in a podcast. Let's ask Pete. Which are you, mate? Well, actually, you caught me on a good day. I don't normally do a lot of running, but I did one today. I feel motivated. I feel alive. So, yeah. That's what we like to hear. Thank you. (laughs) Get winter ready with cold gear from underarmour.co.uk. Have a great show, Pete. Will do. Cheers, mate. So Pete is the host of a, a show called uh, The Football Ramble in the UK. And he's a very well-known um, radio presenter as well. He's on Absolute Radio as well. So he's a well-known character. And so Under Armour is a good fit. Media-wise, if you're talking about cold training gear, going into a football uh, podcast, which is updated every other day or every day when the league season's on, makes a lot of sense. But then to get the host to to talk about whether they've been for a run or not. And we actually said to Pete, like, just be honest, you know, tell us if you have been for a run or not and just maybe give us both lines. And to me, that that keeps the trust. But you're not asking them to to write an entire ad. You're just asking them to interact. And I, I love that psychology. It's almost like the Tide ads, isn't it? The You know, the, your brilliant US, yes. uh, the tie, this is a Tide ad, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. It brings that to the podcast world in that you sort of think, is this one of the ones where the host gets involved or not? And I just think that there's lots of legs to that. I hope you're enjoying the show. For more on Sound and Marketing, check out soundandmarketing.com. This is where I house all the good stuff, like articles that I reference, media that I'm a part of, courses on sound's power and influence in marketing, and pretty much everything else that has to do with sound in marketing. For sound strategy and sonic branding creation, my company, Dreamer Productions, would love to chat with you. 
Check out the end of the episode for contact information or check out the show notes from this episode. We would love to help you make sound on purpose. Now back to the show. I know Lost, the show Lost did this a lot. They had like fake products during a commercial break. They actually did advertisements for fake products that people weren't even aware were fake. Um, But then recently, um, my husband and I have been watching Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman on Hulu. And on the ad breaks, they actually, uh, what was it? Oh, it's HelloFresh. HelloFresh has their commercial. And there's these two girls, two ladies that are sitting in a kitchen. And they're like, I can't believe what Masha did. Why are they, why are they paying attention to her? Like, I don't understand. Here, have a drink. Oh, and I made this for you. This is perfect. Oh, I love HelloFresh. Like, that's the commercial. And then it goes back to it and it creeps my husband out. <laughs> but I think it's perfect because it doesn't break up, break apart the experience. And this goes for podcasts too. It doesn't break up the experience. It keeps you engaged and enjoying what's going on and you're invested and you continue on. Yeah, and it's relevance. Human beings just love relevance. Like I said, we ha- our brains are wired to be filtering what is relevant to us or not. You know, whether it's it's that personal relevance, whether it's that passion point, or it's the contextual relevance of just what's happening in the world at this moment. And so, the moment that you have advertisers that can 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 reflect relevance to a listener, it's it's what humans do. Like when we meet in person, we'll, you know what I mean? You you can talk about the things from where you left off. You wouldn't then go back to the beginning and go, we don't even know each other. We've we've had a long conversation over a podcast. You know what I mean? So we're already introduced. And so that's why in the animation, I talk about the way that, you know, we can reflect, you know, how humans communicate instinctively because we don't consciously think about it. We just communicate that way. Um, and allowing brands to do that at scale is kind of the ethos of, of what we're all about, really. Yeah, I love it. Uh, is there anything um, from your insider perspective, is there anything exciting that's coming uh, down the pike or maybe something that you're working on that you can talk about? The one I chose for this is, um, is synthetic voice and, the, and the, the advances here. And it's not the voice enabled. So we, we are, like I said, we are testing that. And I think... The, the the example that we did was actually um, a Kellogg's Frosties. Frosties, well, they're called Frosties in the UK, but they're Frosted Flakes in the US. And there's Tony the mm-hmm. Tiger. Now, we talked right mm-hmm. at the beginning about um, TV ads being the first thing, but they were characters that were created for radio. You could print a picture of a tiger on a packet, uh, put out a radio ad at breakfast time and say, hey, it's Tony here. And then the kids are looking at the picture of the tiger. They hear the voice and they, in, in their imagination, they're going, the tiger's talking to me. So they are creating television inside a kid's imagination, which is, which is extraordinary. Um, but that idea of synthetic voice is that you can clone voices now. And that opens up uh, all sorts of opportunities for sort of hyper-personalization. Um, so that's a lot of what we're experimenting at the moment is how you could take a voiceover, you can um, record them, do the training, it clones them, and then you can then use the fact that you've cloned them to then do a huge number of lines that physically would have been difficult to record with that voiceover uh, in just normal time. Because if you get that quality of the text-to-speech, it means you can do a a spreadsheet of seven or eight, 10,000 locations for a particular retailer, and it can generate it in seconds. 
Um, but the technology has to advance. I've got one more example to play you, actually, and and see if you can spot. It's pretty easy because this is one of the first demos we did it. But see if you can spot the synthetic um, line in this ad. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Getting into the new BMW i3 just feels right. That's because it's already connected to your life. It knows your movements this afternoon and that Monday is full of client meetings. It knows to avoid I-95 before you do. It knows it's raining and how best to keep you connected to the road. It also knows you like listening to the latest hits without judging you because it seamlessly connects to your iPhone. The new BMW i3. Feel connected. Any ideas? No. That that's really good. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and attempt that. <laughs> it was the line mentioning the i95. Oh. Because then you could you could potentially have every single interstate in the US recorded like that, like I said. Um and we the reason why that was an early demo is because the processing on the voice makes it sound a little bit like a like a satnav. But it is mm. um, it is Matt's voice. So Matt is our creative producer in our New York office, and we cloned him. So he did about an hour's worth of um, a voice training, and then by cloning him, then we could then uh, uh, synthetically recreate those lines. Uh, but it's good that you didn't notice. There you go. But that makes sense. Use it wisely. You don't need to use the synthetic voice for absolutely everything. But like you said, it was just the one line so that you could change the interstate. Um, and and it was a little, now that I think about it, it was a little bit fuzzier. So like any kind of, um, uh, you know, sounds that didn't quite sound quite there could be covered up with like it being a radio broadcaster sound or something like that. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. With this technology, there are two, well, there are lots of different players. There's a huge number of um, synthetic voice players, but the two we're interested in, um, I mean, there are the text-to-speech. Now, there's a cultural change happening every minute of every day at the moment through TikTok because TikTok is a a huge number of very funny, very emotive, very moving uh, videos that then use synthetic voice, uh, uh, the text-to-speech voice. So it's changing how we perceive um, those synthetic voices in culture. So that is is something that's happening anyway. Uh, now, that text-to-speech voice is always the hardest one to recreate. Now, Google are doing incredible things with their, you know, with the WaveNet sort of stuff. And um, uh, you might have seen the demonstration of the ordering pizzas and things which people in the real world didn't recognize that they were talking to a synthetic voice. But the other area is another uh, uh, technology which replicates um, how a human delivers that line and then can uh, recreate that line in different voices. Now that's a different type of technology. It's used a lot in, in, in the Hollywood film industry and stuff. So you can have a delivery, but then if you wanted it with a female voice or a different type of voice, you can swap it out if you do the training. And we find mm-hmm. that is really interesting because then once you ha- have a trained voice, um, it means that you could have one voice actor that then could do a, a script which has multiple voices. Um, uh, and obviously they get paid for their... U- I, I think using real voices is key and not using them for every line, like you say, um, but just giving you the freedom to swap out or change in the same way that you would do with, you know, like like you said, like some of the, the effects processing that you can do within um, editing software these days. It just adds that 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 freedom to do other things with it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a part of the Open Voice Network, one of their research studies right now. So we're we're heavy into the synthetic voices and it's just fascinating to me. 
Sam, thank you so much for your time. This has been a, a wonderful conversation and I hope that the listeners get just as much out of it or more than I did. Thank you so much for your time. It's all right. My pleasure. I hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels. Share with friends, follow, and rate. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. For those of you wanting more information on how sonic branding and sound marketing can be utilized within your brand, my company, Dreamer Productions, would love to help you out. We create, consult, and help strategize on how sound can be a more active presence in your marketing. We help you make sound on purpose. For inquiries, go to dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com and send us a message. You can also find me, Gina Isham, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand. <laughs>